Blog Talk Radio. My name's Davida Shensky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled Coronavirus Best Practices for Working from Home, according to a six-figure social media entrepreneur. As businesses shift to remote working setups, here are some tips for staying productive and connected. Opinions expressed by entrepreneur contributors are their own. So, this week, thousands of in-office workers will experience their first foray into the world of at-home work as large and small businesses try to manage the threat of the COVID-19 by asking their employees to work remotely. And while a LinkedIn study from the October 2019 found that 82% of workers wished they could work from home at least part-time, take it from me. It's not easy as it looks. As a social media entrepreneur who has built a six-figure business from home office over the last decade, here are my tips and leanings for making your home work for you. First thing, stick to a schedule. One of the most wonderful things about working from home is that you get to enjoy the comforts of your home all day. And it's also one of the most dangerous things for working around the home. And why is that? For simple reason that Working from home, what do you do? You, you get distracted easily. So here's what you should do. Consider beginning at the ending work at the same time each day, the way you would if you were in an office. This will help you separate professional time and personal time and make it easier to detach both emotionally and physically, at the end of the day. You can even log your day and daily tasks as if that helps you. During the day, give yourself some physical distance from your workspace by taking a lunch break, even if that means you're sitting at your kitchen table or listening to a podcast for 30 minutes. I find this makes me feel more refreshed and ready to dive back in when I return to my desk. No matter what you do during your at-home off time, stay away from the laundry or the dishes in the sink. Truly take the time to mentally unwind. And here's some things to consider about managing your time so much more effectively because this seems to be 
where many people tend to forget the things that they should do. For instance, the term time management is a misnomer. You cannot manage time. You manage the event in your life in relationship to, to time. You may often wish for more time, but you only get 24 hours, 1,440 minutes or 86,400 seconds each day. How you use that time depends on skills learned through self-analysis planning, evaluation, and self-control. Much like money, time is both valuable and limited. It must be protected, used wisely, and budgeted. People who practice good time management techniques often find that they are more productive, have more energy for things they need to accomplish, feel less stressed, are able to do the things they want, get more things done, relate to more positive to others, and feel better about themselves. Finding a time management strategy that works best for you depends on your personality, your ability to be to self-motivate and level of self-discipline by incorporating some or all of the 10 strategies below. You can more effectively manage your time. We're just going to go through a, a few only because we're really talking about working from home because time management is a very important part of how you manage your time and get more done because there's so many more distractions working from home. So know how you spend your time. Analyze where most of your time is devoted. Job, family, personal, recreation. Keeping a time log is a helpful way to determine how you are using your time. Start by recording what you're doing for 15-minute intervals for a week or two, evaluate the results. Ask if you did everything that was needed. Determine which tasks require the most time. Determine the time of day when you're most productive and analyze where most of your time is devoted. Identifying your most time-consuming tasks and determining whether you are investing your time in the most important activities can help you to determine a course of action. In addition, having a good sense of an amount of time required for routine tasks can help you be more realistic in planning and establishing how much time is available for other activities. Set priorities. Managing your time effectively requires distinction between what is important and what is urgent. Experts agree that the most important tasks usually aren't the most urgent tasks. However, we tend to let the urgent dominate our lives. 
Covey, Merrill, and Merrill. Categorize our, our activities into four quadrants in their time management matrix. Urgent, not urgent, important, not important. And why is, is it important to understand the time management skills? Very, very simple. That if you don't manage your time effectively, what are you doing? You're allowing yourself to get caught up in the things that you really enjoy doing and forgetting about the things that have to be done. If you learn how to manage your time effectively and prioritize, then you get more done in a day. And that is where you need to understand how you can create and work from home in a way that you are getting things done. Give yourself space. Don't let your dining room table become the source of stack papers, folders, or God forbid, a printer. A documented space, ideally, one where you can close the door, is a solid way to keep work and life separate and ensure that you're not constantly reminded of your deadlines while sitting down to dinner. At the end of the day, close the door if you can. Walk away and try not to return to your workspace until the following morning. And what is important to understand here, you need to have a place that is designated as your workspace, especially when you have a family. Why is that so important? And thinking about setting up a room in your home. And the importance is that when this also falls back on time management, For you, for you to understand how to manage your time effectively because we don't really realize just how important that is. And it's so important to realize that part of managing your time and getting more set done is very, very important. For one thing, when you're setting up your space, you want it to be conducive to your workplace and how you are going to work and plan. So think of your work-life balance boundaries when you work from home. And when you create a dedicated workspace, mark my words, if you don't have a dedicated workspace, then you are not entirely putting it together. You'll spend your time digging through the spice drawer for those contracts you misplaced. You'll find invoices in your couch cushion and you'll reach for a hairbrush 
but pull out a stapler from the drawer in the bathroom. Treat yourself when it comes to making that office. Go for the standing desk, an anti-fatigue mat now that you aren't constrained by some department's measly budget. The, the point isn't to recreate a corporate office, but to create one that works best for you. Conventional wisdom says that to have workspace completely separate from your life, but if you're a person who wants to work on a couch or in a bed, go wild. Work in the bathtub for all I care. Don't bring the computer, please, and thank you. The entire point of working from home is to have a flexible working environment. And maybe a desk isn't for you, but the spirit of this is still the same. Get some filing cabinets and shelves for the various working things that you need to do. And for all the technology in the world, I've never seen a person able to do their job with just a laptop and no accompanying buildup of random crap. So, why, as you can see, that having a good workspace is very much a part of things. Look the part. When you work from home, appearing professional can be just as important as when you work in a traditional office. Although it's 2020 and there's simply no excuse for a poorly lit video conference with bad audio, invest in an LED ring light for as little as $25. A couple of plants, a Zoom, a Blue Jeans video conferencing account, and a good microphone. You'll be surprised how far this goes during video calls. During a recent Zoom, I was told I look like a beauty YouTuber, which is a major compliment in the social media business. And what do we need? Well, you, because you're working from home, you can dress in your exercise clothes. You can dress down in jeans. You can look professional. The idea is the demeanor the feeling that you have inside of you when you're working also is affected by how you're dressed in your attitude because you also need to have that entrepreneur's mindset. And what do we mean by an entrepreneur's mindset? That means that you are looking for things. That, for instance, I'm on Quora, and people will sit there and ask the questions instead of doing their own research. And if you're a professional and you think like a professional, then you're going to want to do things yourself. You're not going to be looking for or expecting anyone else to answer your questions for you. The difference being, are you the owner and the manager, or are you just the worker who's just trading time for dollars, because if you think like someone who's $10, only worth $10, then that's all you're going to make. 
But if you think like someone who's worth a million dollars, then you'll make a million dollars. So it's all in the attitude that you have. Build boundaries. When it comes to working from home, I often encourage people to build and not set boundaries because it's truly a process. It took me 10 years to figure out that even though I work from home, I don't have to answer an email at 9 p.m. when I'm sitting in the couch with my husband watching This Is Us. Trust me, I'm way too fragile to respond to anything after the show anyway. If an emergency arises, you can, of course, make an exception, but try to limit your work to business hours only. And if that means having a template to reply on hand, one of my personal favorites is I will reply to look at it tomorrow with a fresh set of eyes. Building boundaries can even be more important when you work from home. And your environment, as always, feels like work. It's all in how you treat things and how you set boundaries. So let's talk a little bit about how you take your day more seriously and think about it. Set your hours. Flexibility is obviously a key benefit of working from home, and no one is arguing that your hours need to be nine to five and you see as a traditional workplace. But even if you prefer to work from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock, take a break and start back up around 5 o'clock for another few hours. It's a good idea to put on your calendar and stick to it. Otherwise, it's simply too easy to have your work bleed into your home life. If you're a freelancer, this is super easy. Designate working and personal hours and a decent night or day's sleep on whatever calendar you use. Or you don't tend to work during normal business hours, block out a few weekly hours of work time during daylight that can preserve your client meetings. If you're part of the remote team, suggest that your coworkers take their cue from the Skill Crash crew. We keep a spreadsheet of everyone hours so we can schedule meetings when we're all awake. This is especially helpful since we're all over the world and so we know not to bother someone when they're off the clock. And if you use a chat app like Slack or HipChat. Be sure to set yourself as a way or available when you're off the clock. Better yet, sign out entirely. Take your days off seriously. When your home doubles as your office, it's easy to sit down on a weekend just to do one quick thing and suddenly your day off has disappeared. Yes, 
sometimes working on the weekends, whatever days your weekend consists of, is necessary. But taking time off to recharge can be more and do more for your mental health, not to mention productivity and energy levels that you might realize. Here's the thing. If you understand, and it's often been called biorhythms, but it's that at many times you're more alert at certain times of the day than you are at other times. So if you understand that and you deal with it, then you are able to set boundaries. But let's talk a little, give you a few tips about working remotely, and then we'll get into it very in details at another time, simply because understanding how to, re, how to work remotely is very important, and it's become an important part of how business is done today and will continue to be important into the future. The, the thing is that today, it's, we've really been moving in this direction for a while. For instance, if you look back, and I'm going to tell you a story that goes back a few years, but I remember I, when I was living in Atlanta, I needed someone to come and work on my computer, and I found someone who had, had been let go of Earthlink back when they did their big, in fact, they're out of business today or they've been sold. But back in the 90s, when they did a, they let go 60,000 people at once. And the person that I had that came to, to, to work on my computer, that's what he did when he worked at Earthlink. He worked on their computers and kept them running. And what he did when he was let go is that he decided to do computer repair, but not in a physical location as if he would come to your home. And how he did it was very easy. He advertised on Craigslist. And if, if you were beyond a certain mileage, then you had to pay extra. And for a while... He enjoyed that. Then he decided what he wanted to do was to literally get into building websites and marketing websites. So he found someone who was a plumber that had been working with a company, and the owner that he had worked for had passed away, and he was working for the son, and he didn't find the environment as good as it could, as it could have been. So what he did was he built his website for him and he did his marketing for him. So he was setting himself up as a digital marketing agency. And then what he did was he had a 60-40 split with the client that he got paid for doing the client's marketing for him in a way that would allow him to increase his income and at the same time also get 
help him expand, and that's where he was looking to grow his business. So understanding just how to utilize these two aspects, and remember that even when things get back to normal, companies have been moving in the direction of working remotely since the beginning of the 21st century. And as more and more people get used to working remotely, they're going to find that they will enjoy that more than they will enjoy having to commute to go to an office, to work in an office. And, I mean, there's tools out there today that you can use to build up and create opportunities for yourself in the workplace. You just need to know how to work remotely and build up your expertise and knowledge and understanding and incorporating this into everything you do on a daily basis. So, I'm going to quickly go through one or two and then get into them details at another time. So create a workspace. Rather than take the idea of work from anywhere to the extreme, put some thought and perhaps a bit of investment into where you're spending your time. Dedicate a space as your home office, a central location, puts work-related material at the ready and keeps from getting lost around the house, saving valuable time and sanity. The idea needn't be fancy, but it should allow sufficient room to perform tasks. Pay attention to noise levels, quiet areas, promote concentration, and convey professionalism when conversing, whether it's by phone or video chat, when sending up and setting up your home office space, located as far away as possible from common sources of noise, such as television and the furnace, an office door that closes and a good pair of noise-canceling headphones also work wonders. Watch the, the temptation to make do, which could ultimately impact your ability to perform. Pulling a dining room chair over to the computer might seem like a cost-effective idea for church, but purchasing an ergonomic one that keeps our back from aching might prove a preferable route. Better lighting, a faster internet connection, and a personal space heater or fan are either potentially wise investment. Understanding this and incorporating it into how you do business today is very important because we are not just moving into, and I'm going to quickly give you a final story. 
But if you look at where we were 100 years ago, at that time it was a big flux of Europeans into the United States. And what were they doing? They were bringing their skills with them. And what did that entail? That meant, if you, you look back, that they lived in little villages, so they would go sell their wares from home to home. But when they moved to the United States, instead of setting up and going from home to home, what they did was they got push carts and they set them on street corners and let the people come to that. And if you look at where we are today, we're not far from that because now, even if you have a brick and mortar store, if you do not have a website or an e-commerce store, then you're losing and leaving money on the table. Because if you think about it, what is Cyber Monday? But it's whereas you have Black Friday where people go to stores, you also have Cyber Monday because that's when people are buying online and having things delivered so they don't have to worry about losing their gifts or having people follow them home. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com. And you can sign up for personal coaching, or you can take some of my courses on how to set up a home-based business.